Welcome to my mixer. Hi, I'm Moni, and this is Mixing with Moni, a weekly POC point of view on all things from pop culture to politics, reality TV, and of course, so much Bravo. Each week, I'm mixing up my opinions with something new, and I want you to do it with me. I promise to rival your most opinionated, shady friend that swears that they are always right. You're thinking it, I'm saying it. Pour something up, whatever it is you fancy, and let's mix it up together. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, hello. It is Moni, and welcome back to Mixing with Moni. I am so excited to talk to all of you guys about Bravo and everything that went down this week in TV. It was a good TV week. Um, So we're going to do some Southern Charm Reunion Part 1 aired. Um, We're going to do Housewives of Potomac. We're going to do Housewives of Orange County with a very special guest, um, a wonderful mom boss named Katie Kirk of Spear at the That Glam Mom on Instagram. We did a deep dive into Real Housewives of Orange County, uh, what it would look like to basically have a Midwestern Real Housewives because she's actually someone who would probably be considered, she's married to a, a UFC superstar. Um, she is a mom of two. She's a mom boss. She's a brand stylist. She has so many things going on. She has two tiny humans and, um, she's awesome. She's an influencer. So like, I just wanted to pick her brain about what she thought as a long-term OC watcher and then what it would look like to have a Real Housewives of the Midwest. And so you'll hear that at the end. It'll be the last thing that, you know, um, comes up on the episode. And we'll just keep it short and sweet this week, recap-wise, because we got into a lot of OC, a lot of a little bit of pump. Like we got we went all over the place in Bravo, but mainly kept it to OC. I tried to do my best. Sorry to all of you who tell me I mix it around a lot, but that's also in the namesake. It does say all over the place and that's exactly where I am. So it's been a long week. Um, I've not been feeling well. I know, again, I can't even believe my own immune system. I'm going to go to the doctor soon. I'm going to the doctor because this is a lot. So I finally have my voice back. I've been singing around the house. It's been lovely to be able to talk. Um, I did like my raspy voice. Um, Anthony Lario actually called it sexy and I appreciate that, but I'm also glad to have my voice back. So with my full voice, minimum health, but lots of opinions. Let's get into the mess. Oh, and we're also going to talk about Below Deck. We're going to do Below Deck, OP, OC, and Southern Charm Reunion Part 1. And the, a couple of the hot topics this week um, I got into with Katie, um, that glam mom. And then I also did a bonus episode about Watch What Happens Live. Um that released a few days ago. If you're interested in that, 50 Cent was on Watch It Happens Live with Kate Upton, who's like my literal queen. Um, and he talked about the whole drama with Fofty Gate 
and owing Randall money. I give you the whole breakdown on that. If you still don't even know what the connection might be, um, if you need some, you know, reference, he had some really fun, petty things to say in a very like chill way. I kind of liked it. So you can listen to that. And I also did a Bachelor in Paradise bonus episode on Monday. So I'm not going to be talking about that right now because I want to give it a beat, um, let some things build up before I talk about the whole Demi situation, because I have a lot of thoughts on that. Um, I do want to go ahead and give a shout out before I talk about all the stuff to all of those of you who um, were watching OC. My shout out goes to Bronwyn and her family. My God, her like whole ordeal of being a new housewife and deciding to talk about something so personal and so major with her daughter. Um, it's, it's, it's honestly one of the the most impactful things I've seen on OC in a very long time. So we're getting not, you know, a lot of darkness from Bronwyn, but we're getting her telling us to our faces and Shannon and this new woman that she doesn't even really know yet what's going on and what's going on with her daughter and how she is like a badass mom. Like, my God, her daughter you know, has OCD and went through a period as a um, competitive dancer of basically, you know, struggling with OCD, struggling with um, eating uh, issues, struggling with, you know, putting pressure on herself and all that. And then her parents subsequently struggling to reach her, like to find, figure out what's wrong and not really knowing what to do and then doing the best they could to support her um, and get her through it. And to see her doing well and have wanting to start a dance line now. And it, it warmed my heart. And I'm going to try very, very hard not to get emotional. But um, it's really close to my heart because I was once a competitive dancer. Um, and I even reached out to Bronwyn to just let her know, like, I really appreciate her putting a story out there. As soon as her, as she mentioned and uttered the words, my daughter was a competitive dancer and started to go into like the whole ordeal of how long that took and what that took out of her life. Um, and you know, what that did to their family, just the, the whole situation of being a competitive dancer as it is. I knew exactly where it was going. <laughs> I'm going to try very hard not to cry, but it was, um, really reminiscent for me when I was a competitive dancer. I also have um, generalized anxiety disorder and um, battle with some OCD tendencies um, and depression. So, and a lot of that did stem from my days of being in the dance world. It was um, a lot of pressure um, that I mainly put on myself. I've always been also like a thicker girl because I'm short. Um, and curvier. Um, it's in my jeans. Uh, so even at my thinnest when I was a dancer, I didn't really see it that way. Um, we had a little bit of undiagnosed body dysmorphic, you know, things happening there. But like, I am not saying that this is the same thing that went on with Bronwyn's daughter. I'm just saying I could relate. And I knew where she was going to of like, you know, her daughter kind of shutting her parents out, um, she said her daughter went away and came back like 20 something pounds lighter, um, you know, putting that pressure on herself, whether she was battling with eating disorder issues or just depression or just stress. It is not uncommon uh, that someone with um, 
you know, who dances competitively or is in a competitive athletic sport puts a lot of pressure on themselves. And sometimes that manifests itself in really, you know, terrible ways. And I just wanted to reach out to Brahma and let her know that like the support that her daughter has, I have all the respect in the world for Bronwyn and her husband, Sean, um, the support that her daughter has. Many people who podcast and talk about the, you know, the housewives and stuff, talk about it from an older perspective or like a mom perspective. And that is great. But me being younger, I can kind of talk a little bit from a daughter perspective. Um, My parents are great. My mom is amazing. But the support and the care and concern and the observation that Bronwyn and her husband apparently had to their daughter's situation is something that her daughter will go on to, you know, appreciate for the rest of her life. And she's an extremely blessed and lucky girl to, you know, have had that. Um, because that's definitely something that I wish was taken a little bit more seriously with me. Granted, I'm okay now. This podcast is one of the best outlets ever for a lot of the things that I still battle with to this day. I do no longer dance. Um, I did push myself to injury um, to the point of retirement. And it was you know, really devastating. But when you put a lot of pressure on yourself, sometimes it does manifest in ways that are not healthy. So definitely making sure that all of you guys are taking care of yourself. Don't really want to make this too dark because I do want to have fun on here, but I just wanted to give my shout out to the entire, you know, Burke family and like, wow, kudos to y'all. Your daughter Bronwyn will absolutely appreciate you for the rest of her life. And whether she tells you that already, whether she knows it or not, just trust me on that one. The amount of care and love and concern and support that she had through that time of, you know, you saying, listen, there's no pressure coming from your dad and I, you be a happy kid. That's what we want. That is something that is unmatchable. Um, and something that if I had felt that I had when I was going through it, or at least felt like I could talk to, you know, someone, I definitely think it would have been, um, a little bit easier for me to make that transition. But regardless, now everything is good. And I'm very, very happy that Bronwyn is on OC. I am super excited for you guys to hear what me and Katie talked about. We do make it a little bit lighter just because this episode was kind of dark. So it was a little hard, but we got through it. Um, But on some more fun notes, let's, I just watched the Southern Charm reunion. So let's start there. It was good. I think part one was quite good. I think Naomi was shady, like out of the gate. Like there were, you know, she said in the trailer, like, I'm going to stand up for Danny because I know Catherine won't. And I was like, oh, so that alliance and friendship of all the women sticking together is done. Shady cameraman caught her and Chelsea's looks every time Catherine was even mentioned. It was interesting. Um, Just to go through it, I think it was a really good start. I think it should probably be more than two parts because I don't feel like we really nearly scratched the surface. Even though this season was not that epic, it was kind of eh. And like Madison was like the big bang of most of the season. And then, you know, Ashley, and I don't even think she comes to the reunion. So maybe it should be two parts. I renege already. Um, I don't think it's fair that... Cameron has to backpedal on her feelings of the season as a mom. I'm not a mom, but it's just so sad to see that she even got backlash. Um, yes, it's a privilege that she gets to work if she because she wants to, not because she has to, but also like it's understandable that 
she's a woman first. She's a, a human first. And she then became a wife and then became a mother. So I think that it, her giving her honest experience is like totally fine. Like that's her experience. And Catherine even said, every mom thinks that they just don't want to say it. And I don't know that to be true. I just think that it's great that she's being honest about how hard it was. I mean, let's not forget as much as she may love her daughter, she did not want to be a mother. So it's understandable that there is a lot of adjustment that is going on for her. So more power to you, Cameron. Be honest with us. We love it. Okay. And then moving on, let's just, the overarching theme is that Shep is an elitist asshole and he needs to be off the show. I'm tired. I don't want to do it anymore. Like even in the previews for the next episode, like not to skip too far ahead, it just looks like it just gets worse. Like he tells Andy, oh, you know, you should see my friends in Palm Beach. Like they're just way above. And Andy's like, it sounds like I don't want to. And he's just an elitist asshole. Like his, he's talked about, well, and then you can tell I get fired up about this. I'll try to like condense and make it like make sense. But literally, Shep, be quiet about stay-at-home moms. When Andy asked, guys, do you think like you, would you want your women to be stay-at-home moms. Craig was right. It's not up to us. It's not. Whatever that woman decides, if you can support her, if she decides to stay at home, that's her decision. She decides to work, that's her decision. I just feel like Shep, every time he talks, I get nervous and then I get angry. And now I don't want to watch TV if I'm going to be nervous and angry the whole time, you know? Like, that's not fun. But him in general, just saying like, he mansplained to Cam during the season about her real estate. And Andy asks her, why Andy asks Shep, why did you not trust Cam? Like, why didn't you listen to her? And he has the audacity to say, Oh, she doesn't know the island. She's like, Yes, I do. Shep, sweetie, that's not how real estate even works. That's you don't get the luxury of like only knowing one specific area in real estate. No, she has access to comps that you don't. She has access to information and education about multiple neighborhoods, multiple areas, especially in a state that she's in that you don't. Like, shut up. Don't mansplain. Well, you don't know the island. Like, no, sweetie, you should have asked her. That's why you asked her there. She's an expert. You ask the expert, save yourself money. And I think Cameron handled it better than I would have, okay? And then him just being like, listen, we, none of this matters. Okay, shut up. You're fake, your pseudo philosophical, like, I just was so enthralled by the end of this, incensed at his attitude. The entire episode talking about like, you know, why he's an elitist and now it's like not his fault and then not taking any responsibility for the fact that an entire group of women that he calls his friends all said that he's made them cry. Like, what the fuck? What are you doing? And then to say like, yeah, so I can be generous. I'm kind and jovial, but I also can be like elitist, snobby and rude, but that doesn't make it okay, honey. Like that does not make it okay that you are those three things as well as generous and kind. Like it doesn't negate how people feel when you are elitist, snobby and rude. That's just a fact. So I need him to just not, like, I really do. Like, I'm just so over his attitude and I just, I don't want to deal with him anymore. Like I'm over it. And then people close to you should not cry. Like they should not be crying and you just be like, well, it is what it is. Yes. Sometimes I can be mean. Like, that's not an excuse. And then to say this because his grandmother was an elite 
and he wanted for nothing. So his grandmother was super mean. And so he is also mean. It picked up. You're a grown ass man. Like you're a grown ass man. You have a lot more control over your feelings, emotions, and how you reflect them and how you treat people than your upbringing, especially in your 40s. Like that's just such a cop out excuse. And I'm just, I'm really upset about that. Like moving on from Shep, because I'm over him. Um, Craig is back to being my favorite. I think he's a little bit like ditzy, but he's so fun and so sweet. And I love that he brought Naomi a Rice Krispie treat. I just was like, yes, Craig, that is why we love you. That's why I love you. Because it's not a dig at Matul, even though I think Matul is a tool. And I think that maybe, yes, he did not get, you know, filmed well, but it, it, that's just the way it is, honey. Like it came off terrible. You shouldn't have put your boyfriend on there if he wasn't going to, you know, record well. That's just the way it is. I agree with Austin on that part. But also, I love that Craig just like was like, you know what? I saw that you couldn't get your Rice Krispie treat. Here's a Rice Krispie treat. That is a sweetheart. And I love that everybody thinks that now he's over Naomi. So now it's just basically him being nice. And I love that. He is not trying to like get her back or anything or pine after her. He was just being nice. I like to see Craig growing. And changing. And I loved his vulnerability about Adderall and his addiction um, and being like he needed it all the time. And it gives us a little bit of insight into why Naomi was so hard on him, I think. Um, a little bit of a tough love situation because she was tired of seeing, you know, basically him abuse it. And I can understand that. And I think it vindicates her a little bit. So, you know, I'm glad to see Craig doing a little bit better. Um, I just, I hate it. And then I hated Shep speaking on behalf of Matul talking about like, oh, that's Indian. Is that is that Indian culture? Do you think it's about his society, his culture? Because I have a friend who's Indian. When anytime someone says I have a friend, it just it stresses me out, and my blood pressure goes high. But in general, Shep, be quiet. Just be quiet. Like, don't speak on behalf of any other culture, other than your specific family. And for her to respond, Matilda's born in DC. I loved, I also want to know where, cause that's home for me. So I want to know a little bit more about that. I'd be interested. So yeah, overall Southern Charm was good part one. I am hoping Craig stays sober and I hope Catherine does too. I am disappointed to see and hear that Catherine was having a interesting time at Watch What Happens Live, whatever that might mean. Um, we'll get a little bit more about next episode. And Austin basically being like, I think he was more mad that Madison, you know, <laughs> what was said about, you know, him and Madison than about uh, Catherine. He just wanted to bring that up and clarify then Catherine actually being like not sober. But the implication that she's not sober and her talking about how she can have a drink, I... I worry and I'm nervous. I know currently she has, you know, a good custody situation going with Thomas. Like she just kind of got a, a win, but this just aired. So I hope that everything stays like, you know, copacetic with them because it does, it is sad that she said that like she feels no one will want to be around her because every time someone is brought into her world, they get subpoenaed. And I think that's sad. And I think that explains why Whitney, you know, didn't want to cop to sleeping with her. But at the same time, it was a shit move to like not admit at least, 
not corroborate her story that something went down. Don't flat out say that she's lying. You misinterpret events. You can't misinterpret where you put your dick. Like that's ridiculous. So anyways, I think Catherine should defend herself. I really hope that she stays sober. I need Shep to just shut up. And I'm excited about next episode because Madison's there and I think she's gorgeous and amazing and I love her. But I'm nervous to see what goes down between Danny and Madison and then Catherine and Naomi um, because it seems like Naomi is not on Catherine's side anymore. I will say, I think that it is not true that Shep gave Danny chlamydia. I think that it's true that he could have given Danny chlamydia. I think that maybe he had to you know, allegedly tell everyone, you know, that like that he was with his multiple partners, like, hey, I have this, you might want to get checked. And it was just during the time that something went down with them too. I think that's probably what happened, but I guess we will see and time will tell. And now I'll move on into Below Deck. Um, Yeah, Below Deck was also good. Looks like we are finally going to get Chef Ben back. It's been ages since they've been teasing this and he's been saying he wasn't coming back and it looks like now he's coming back next episode i think i agree with everyone else colin is a gentleman and he's an amazing guy and if he's not passionate about his job i do think it is fair and right to say keep the woman who actually wants to be here versus me who does not and i kind of dig that i get that and he wants to go back home to his family he doesn't really mesh with the crew so i'm i'm glad that you know, he is, I'm sad he's leaving, but I'm glad that for the reasons that he is leaving. But I will say, I love that we saw him and in Joao, who redeemed himself for me, sticking up for, um, uh, who is it that got slapped? Anastasia, who got slapped by, um, oh God, what is his name? Who got slapped by Travis and, that was extremely stressful for me to watch. Um, abuse is not something to play with. And granted, you know, even if he didn't mean it as abuse, I just see some tendencies that make me a little nervous because he was apologetic the next day, but he was drunk when he did it and could not find the remorse of the reason why I was wrong. And the point, the fact of the matter is, A, you don't just put your hands on people. You don't put your hands on a woman and you don't slap people when they're like sleep. Like what? You don't, you just don't do it. This is not normal behavior. And I think him being, you know, in denial about whether or not he has alcohol problem, that's between him and, uh, you know, his sponsor one day, if that's the case. But at the same time, whether you have an alcohol problem or not, you can't act like the way you're acting when you have alcohol in your system. So do something. That's, I think Travis needs to be off the boat. I just think it's unacceptable. That's just my gut on that. So, but at the same time, no, no, not at the same time. Separate from that, Anastasia is insufferable. Does not mean she needs to get hit. No one wants to construe that. But Anastasia has become insufferable. Like I just think that she's kind of um, egotistical and makes a lot of excuses and complains. And girl, you're just not a chef. So it's okay that people don't like your food all that much because you're not a chef. That would make sense. Um, it looks like good food, but it's... You're just not professional enough. This is not your role because you were not trained to do it. So yes, go back to your job. I do think June is not a good like third stew. So it makes sense that she gets let go anyway. That's just the way it is. You know, what is it? First, last 
hired, first fired. Like, sorry, June, it's just the way it goes, honey. But that's just where we're at with Below Deck. Hopefully, June gets to stay. Colin doesn't leave in vain. And finally, Ben's back to make all of it better so he can get better tips because everybody's face on that boat when they got their tip and Anastasia being like, okay, cool, not bad. And everyone was like, no, girl, that's bad and it's your fault. I was crying. That was hilarious. So yeah, I think Anastasia needs to realize that that's just the way it is, girl. She got to go. Like she can't be the chef, be back in the chief stew. I mean, the third stew position, poor June, if she can even be a deckhand, is it that transferable? Like going from, I guess she could probably do that better than she's a third stew. So we will see. And I'm glad to have been back. Hello, lovelies. So excited. Um, yeah, that's where we at. Below deck, good episode. I'm loving to see. He's only three charters left. So what is that? Three more episodes? Maybe four. So and then hopefully we get a reunion and hopefully, I don't know if, oh, wow. I can't even believe it's the same season as the Russian chef that got kicked off. That's crazy. I get Mila. I wonder if she'll come back to for the reunion. But either way, I'm glad Ben is back and I think now we'll make some good money and I like his energy. I think it'll be fun and we can focus back on like the couples and stuff. So that is Below Deck and let me just take a quick break and we'll dive into Real Housewives of Potomac. All right, so I'm back, and now we are ready to get into Real Housewives of Potomac, one of my favorite things to watch. Let's let's go. Let's dig deep. I'm trying to keep it quick and short, but let's get to the mess, okay? So, basic stuff before the Cayman Strip. I love whenever they say that someone decided, like, we need to go on a trip, and that was Robin, because, girl, we know it's the cast trip. Just say, let's go on our trip. Like, I get it, fourth wall, whatever, but I am so excited that they're going on a trip. I'm excited it's going to the Caymans. I find it hilarious that the storyline is that Robin, like, was late for her own trip that she was supposedly the host of and couldn't even make it, like, the running joke of her being late for everything. Hilarious. Backing up a little bit, back to when they're all home, Giselle, I love her as a mom. I love that she is trying so much harder to pay attention to all her kids and their needs and what they say. And I really, really dig that. I love watching her kids be like reading her fashion choices. Like, mom, that is not cute. Like, I think their relationship is so much fun when she's like embarrassing them and they're like, no, you need to stop. That's fun to watch. I love watching housewives with their kids because that's also kind of the point a little bit. Um, I think that these wigs need to go. Like they address it finally in the episode of these wigs being all terrible. (sighs) Ash's confessional wig, my God. And the woman has beautiful hair. She's a beautiful girl. Let's just get, I don't even understand what was happening other than maybe it has something to do with her pregnancy and like the hair situation then, or maybe she just wanted to take a break, but either way, it's not cute. That wig wasn't it. So let's find a different one. And I live in the same general area as these women, and it's a large area. There are better wigs out there. There are better wig and hair weave situations. I mean, not for nothing. Candace has a extension, hair extension and stuff line. Ask her, I guess. I don't know. But whatever we're doing, it's not working. So 
Um, what I did find funny was Ashley coming out in her sailor costume for her husband and he couldn't even fake arousal. And I'm not alleging anything, but Michael didn't even stop paddling, was just like, you look good, babe. And I was like, that's all she gets. She is a much younger than you, beautiful, petite, fit woman in a tiny ass sailor costume. And you can't even pretend. It's just like the very first episode where she was like trying to get all sexy, putting whipped cream on herself. And he was like, oh, I mean, yes, that was awkward. She did it awkwardly. But he could barely pretend to be aroused then. I'm like, are we sure that you got this baby like the traditional way? Or was there some like transference of the materials needed to make this baby? Because I'm just having a really hard time buying that we're having sex. Because if there's anybody that could turn on a 50-something-year-old man, it is Ashley Darby. That is a gorgeous girl. Very, you know, young, tiny, limber, look like she could do some things and flip some things. So I'm just very confused as to why it's so hard to act like you're into your wife on TV when the last like three or four seasons, we've it's not been nothing but rumors and allege allegations that you're not into your wife on TV and that you're into people who are not your wife that are not even women. So like, that's fine, but let's just not pretend anymore. Like if you're into both, cool. If you're into just men, fine, but say something. But it's so sad to watch this woman like parance around and try to be sexy for a man. It's like he can appear to be less interested. And I'm not saying that he's uncomfortable on TV because he seems to be fine in every other situation. He has no problem putting his hands on Andrew, Katie Ross' boyfriend in the first season, but on camera, touching his butt. But he has a problem like even getting remotely the same amount of like excitement or arousal from his wife in a slutty costume. I, I don't understand. And I just feel for Ashley. I'm glad she has her baby, but come on, girl. Whatever it is, just let us know what the tea is. Like, cause and it's just sad to watch. And we you obviously know something we don't know, but we all also know some things that you don't want us to know, I'm thinking too. So that's that. Anyways, moving on to when they finally get to the Caymans, because that's when the mess starts. Y'all, the reason I love this show, we're not even like 20 minutes in and they already start fighting. Like, there's three fights in one episode, and it was all from things that happened on screen. And that is the kind of fights I like. I don't like when OC and other franchises go deep to the juggler attacking kids and reputations. Not to say that's not necessarily what's happening on Potomac, especially with the allegations of the Michael touching, you know, the cameraman, but like majority of their fights and their beef are things that happen in season on TV, like with each other, with the cast on the show. That's the drama we want to see because we can weigh in. We can have a side. We can pick what's going on, like what we, what we root for. So like I loved watching, you know, them go to the Caymans and Robin saying that she was still kind of upset with Giselle, but Giselle does not know that when they go to the Caymans. So Giselle assumes her rightful place as best friend to Robin and the other half of the Green Eyed Bandit as like, okay, I'll be the deputy of this trip, the hostess, until Robin gets here. Then lo and behold, Robin gets on the FaceTime and is like, yep, nope, not Giselle's going to be Ashley. And I was like, ooh. And everybody else was like, ooh, oh, okay, girl. 
I found that really funny. I'm not going to lie. And then, you know, in Robin's defense of being super late and why she even needed a deputy, I can just give you some, you know, logisticals here. Where Robin lives is much further than probably any other lady um, to get to the airport. Where they all go to the airport is the D.C. airport. It's literally called D.C.A., but it is technically in Virginia because that's just literally how the the DMV area works. There's like a little line like that separates all three of us, and we can like you can literally walk across it. Like I can walk to D.C. right now. And I don't live in D.C. I live in Maryland and I only live about 15 minutes from Potomac. And then all the other ladies, a lot of them live in Virginia, which is also a thing because they're also big, beautiful houses in Virginia. It's one of, you know, one of the most expensive neighborhoods in the world where a few of them live. But like they also live maybe 30 or less minutes from the airport. Robin probably lives like 45 to, to an hour, if not more. And that's like without traffic. Um, because she lives in a part of Baltimore, which is all the way on the other side of the highways. So it's definitely a lot longer for her to get there. So it made sense that she was late. She actually passes a whole other airport before she even gets to um, the airport that they were all at. So the other ladies, it didn't take them nearly as long to get there as Robin. So it made sense that she was late, but not that she missed her flight, girl. But I liked her kind of shading Giselle, but I wish she would have told her like, I'm a little upset with you, at least privately, so Giselle wasn't so caught off guard. But, I mean, that's the way the cookie crumbles on Potomac. So, And I just loved how the producers kind of took that and ran with it, like Giselle being down a little bit, and was like, let's go ahead and have this fight between her and Karen immediately in the hallway, in the lobby of the, you know, the resort. And I love Candace being like, um... Yeah, the white people are staring. <laughs> it's not a racist thing. It's just a funny thing. Those white people did not understand what the hell was happening. They were like, why are these women fighting with cameras in the lobby? Probably a lot of them are not even from America or other tourists or not familiar with the housewives of anything or Potomac especially. So they're probably just like, why are they yelling in the lobby? And I agree. Don't take it. Don't put it in a lobby. And Candace was like, didn't we just do this in Paris? Like we j- or uh, France, like we just had a fight in the lobby. Let's not fight again in the lobby. And she's right. Y'all too old to be fighting in a lobby. It's the truth. We're all too old to be fighting in the lobby. But I mean, I guess, you know, it happens on Potomac. And I love that we get this fight like 21 minutes in. And I was really excited. Like, what are we going to do the rest of the episode? And the rest of the episode, the answer was also fight. Oh, okay. I think something has gone wrong with Karen and Giselle. I think that the grief of Karen and her and Giselle's criticism of it is kind of like what pushed them apart, which I kind of understand. And it's sad to see, you know, that friendship kind of crumble, but I mean, it's important that they talk about it. So I'm glad that they do. Um, And I think they do a really good job reminiscent of New York, tabling it, getting it all out there and being like, all right, moving on. Like we got to move on to something else and then we'll just, you know, have our own feelings about it. And that's just, it is what it is. No, like I'm going to try to smear you campaign. Just that's it. We're, we don't, we don't talk about it now. We're not friends and they separate rooms and that it was what it was moving on to (laughs) Katie showing up and then really doubling down on Ashley being called stupid and dumb by Katie. I, cackled 
it was hilarious. I posted it on my Instagram. Um, I actually posted it. It's not even just a story because it was that funny. Her and Ashley's fight, the first one, because there was two in the same episode, first one was epic. Like Ashley saying poetically about how Katie's boyfriend doesn't have a job living in her house. She does have a new boyfriend now for an update and saying, you need to be worried about the void in your heart instead of the void between your legs. I just, a moment of silence for that because that was his poetic AF, but it was shady AF. And Candace running away, the way she ran away, like, oh my God. And she was like tiptoeing away, like, I know where this is going to go. This is not good. We are on our way down. And then Ashley delivers that line and she was like, oh Jesus, we're down. <laughs> That was so me. Giselle's face was also me like, oh no, oh my God. It was just so funny. So, so funny. Katie was giving me really big major Camille vibes. She's stirring the pot, but she's involved. She's engaged in the conversation. She's not just throwing bombs and running away. She's there. She's ready to fight. And I do think that because of the things that have gone down on social media during this time. She had a lot of abuse situations that she was talking about on social media during the time of filming, um, custody issues, all these things that were um, alleged, but you know she was open about on social media. It makes sense that they did not ask her to come back for the reunion. And then apparently she like leaves halfway through the trip or something. I wonder if that was production because it is a bit of a liability. She did something she was on another one, but that's nothing new for housewives. So it might've just also been her choice, but she stirred the pot. She engaged and I loved it. And Ashley did too. She engaged and it was good. So she waited until someone addressed her like, hey, Katie, what about you? And she was like, yep, yeah, no, you don't like me. And here's why. Or I don't like you. And here's why. And Ashley did the same thing. She wasn't, they weren't fake. In each other's presence, they still were like, yeah, we know we don't like each other. And here's why. And that is one of the reasons why I love this show, you know? So I love Katie. She was naming names and saying, staying so calm while she was fighting with Ashley, like the second fight, she's like, I wasn't just the only one who said it's your husband's gay. She said it. She said it. They said it. Yeah. So what? Like, and I, yes, I did call you dumb or I didn't call you dumb. I meant to say stupid or something like that. I mean, yes, no name calling is bad, but also that was funny. So it is what it is. And her saying, maybe I meant you were stupid. I mean, it's not nice, but it's funny. It's housewives. So, but this is the kind of drama I like to see is drama that happened on camera centered around things that kind of do happen on camera that is at least show adjacent. And that is important. I think Ashley's doing a great job defending everyone. I don't think she's going to come back full time next season. I really don't. I'd be surprised if she does, unless she's, if she does, I'll think it's a strategy to try to get her marriage dissolved eventually that I would understand so she can have her own steady income so more power to you Ashley but I'm excited for next week I'm excited to see these fights continue Robin just got there and she's awkwardly laughing already at all the fights that are happening because she was not prepared to be thrown into that but that's what you get when you're late Robin but I'm also a nervous laugher so I kind of get it um but yeah that's it I tried to keep it short and sweet but I love Potomac I think Bravo was really, really good this week. So that is where we are for this week in Bravo. Um, Bravo Con has come and gone. I did not get tickets. 
I'm still probably going to go meet up with some other Bravo fans, some other fan accounts, see what the vibe is, just so I can breathe the same air as Sonya Morgan. But no love lost. I tried. The scalpers, the bots, they defeated us all, except for the few of you that got it. Congratulations. DM me pictures. Show me everything. I am so excited for everyone who gets to go. And depressed that I can't. And then also depressed that Bethany is leaving New York. But... We get into that, me and Katie. We get into that first because that is the hot topic of the week. Stay tuned. Up next is my discussion and interview and deep dive with Katie Kirk of Spear. You can follow her once you end up loving her, as I know you will. Maybe like listen and scroll along. You can follow her on Instagram at that glam mom, T H A T G L A M M O M. I know you'll love her. I hope you have fun listening. Have a great week, everyone. And let's dive into the OC. All right. So I'm here with Katie Kirkov Spear, also known as that glam mom on Instagram, who is a total mom boss, brand stylist, (laughs) influencer, wifey to a superstar, and some be- a mom to beautiful little tiny humans, and an overall badass woman. Thank you so much for coming on, Katie. Please tell everyone about yourself and what you do. Oh my gosh. Well, you are the cutest, first of all. And did you know that I first found you because I, like one of my best friends, we send each other Bravo memes all day long. Oh my gosh. All night long. And I just started sending him your memes. And oh my gosh. And then, you know, we connected. And oh, this is just amazing. And I'm so excited oh, to yay. be here. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm so glad. I, right? It's just like when you meet somebody, it's kind of like, where are you from? What do you do? It's more like, do you watch Bravo? Okay, which one are you most like? Right. Okay, then I can kind of see if I like What you. do you watch? It tells um, me everything about you. <laughs> One of my best friends of like since gosh seventh grade, she does not watch Bravo, and I tell her all the time it's so hard to have conversations with yes. you because I'm like okay, well then never mind. I can't make funny references. You don't get it when I say different like one liners. They nobody understands what I'm talking about. Exactly. I'm like, you are missing so much out on my personality these days. So <laughs> just like what? So what do you watch? It's usually the follow up question. Exactly. I mean, I know like you have kids and everything, but like I do too. So. Yeah, that's but literally Bravo is comes on all the good stuff oh. is the time for moms. It's like the mom friendliest channel ever. Everything is like on after. Oh my eight. gosh. Nothing on weekends. So it's, it's like the best part. The best thing ever. It's amazing. And my husband, like, sometimes he'll be like, wait, are you going to watch that without me? And I'm, like, secretively, like, no. So then I'll, like, watch it while I'm on my phone. And then I'll, like, really watch it with him, you know? Cause so it's just so funny that men actually oh, love it, yeah. too. I love that. But they act like they don't. Couples that brought and... them together stay together. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So freaking funny. Like, did you watch that Amy Schumer um I think it's on Netflix oh, yes. and it's her latest one in the very end she's like come on honey we're gonna watch Bravo till we die I love it my husband and I was like this is your life it's so fun <laughs> and that's how you know it's like true love 
<laughs> it is true love. It's like, oh my so gosh, best situation. Speaking ever. of your husband, thank yeah. You so much. Tell yes, us about thank your you so wife. much. For of course. Me. You're like the coolest. Oh my gosh. Uh, you are. I just love our talks and I love that we do talk like all the time. So it's so nice to actually yes. hear your voice. And it's so amazing that social media can bring so many people together. And I love being an influencer and being on Instagram and just sharing my life with the world because, you know, I was a makeup artist for about 12 years and I had my own store and I had a makeup line and I got really sick with my last pregnancy where I just couldn't work Mm -hmm. and I almost lost him. He was a preemie. We were in the NICU, all this and that. And I started blogging in 2010 and basically I just kind of blogged about my makeup looks every single day and sold the makeup in my store and everything like that and people loved it to kind of see a before and after um to see what could cover up my acne and I put all my skin troubles out there and then I was like you know what now is the time to really put this into a lifestyle Mm -hmm. blog I live in a small town um And then I'm from like a bigger small town in Minnesota and I live out in the country. So the town that I'm from is just like 20 miles away. And I kind of feel like everyone thought they knew everything about me or whatever. My father owned the largest jewelry store in Southeast Minnesota. I married um, a UFC fighter. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to let people in my life because I'm also obsessed with some bloggers, but I want to know more about their life rather than their cute outfit. So I want to treat everyone like my friends. And it has been so amazing where so many people have opened up their troubles or anything I'm going through or their skin troubles or just anything like that. I was even at a flower shop today and a girl was like, oh, my God, I follow you on Instagram. Oh, I love that. So it's just so fun to get so many different people together or people that necessarily wouldn't talk about you know, like miscarriages or any kind of troubles like that in their life where they will be open to you. And it just brings a friendship, like our friendship on social media and just empowering women, giving them confidence, being like, you know what? Men love curvy women. My husband was in the UFC. I'm a curvy woman. You do not have to be a to love you. Like let's empower one another. Confidence is the sexiest thing when you walk in a room. And that is just what I want to push and brand out there. So I feel like everyone can be a glam mom. You know? I love it. I absolutely love it. I love, I love when you followed me and I saw your blog and your Instagram, it was some of the cutest content. And it's like, you have this really like glam life and you make no apologies for it. But then this like, just the other day, like your Instagram story was like, y'all, I found y'all were asking about this top. I found it at Target for $20. You all need to go find this top. And I was like, yes, Target plug. I need to go to Target to find this right. top. First of all, everyone loves Target. So that's just oh my a way to bring everyone together. But I love that. You're yes. like, here's like some some of your favorite like drugstore makeup brands. Here's like ways to like cut costs on things. Like really looking out for the girl who wants to look glam on a budget. And I love that. Yes. You know, because even if you have all the money in the world, why not save? Because let's be real, you probably aren't going to be using that exact highlighter every single day. So it's just going to be sitting in your vanity for $35, buy this one for $4, and it makes you feel better about yourself. So why the hell not? I love it. I absolutely (laughs) love it. And you're a mom to two little goobers. Yes. 
Johnny is five and he is just a little spitfire. And Marshall is 10 months Aww. and he's just the cutest little mama's boy. And I'm obsessed with They're it. so cute. And, oh, I know. I want two more and I just need to get my husband <laughs> on board with that. Yes, he might need to say yes. <laughs> happy wife, happy life. Oh my goodness. I just love, I love being a mom. But, you know, I think people ask me questions all the time. Like, well, was it really hard going from one to two? Or how hard is it being a mom? And I'm like, you know what? Anything in life can be hard if you put that pressure on it. But really, you have to love yourself first before you can do anything else. You can start a new job or you can love somebody else or get into a relationship or even a friendship with somebody. You have to love yourself and you have to put yourself first. It's not being selfish. It's about self-care. And it's not like I'm selfish and I'm self-centered and I'm only care about myself every single day. Clearly my family comes first, but do I look in the mirror and say, oh my gosh, you go girl, you love yourself. Yes, because also that's a reflect of my children. And maybe that is why I have such a happy marriage. So I think you just have to love yourself first. That's my biggest advice I can give to anybody. Love yourself first. I think that is such good advice, especially for all of the women out there listening. And it actually puts things in a little bit of perspective for like probably the most disturbing and depressing news that I got today was that Bethany Frankel is leaving the Housewives of New York. And now I don't feel as angry at her as I did before because she probably is doing what's best for herself and her family. She, I know I'm so sad about it. So selfish. He doesn't even know he's still doing hair right now. Oh, he is going to flip. He's going to freak out. I already sent him the same meme I sent you on Instagram. And um, gosh, I feel like I wish I had some skinny margarita in my fridge and I would just like drink the whole bottle. I know. I'm so sad. Like, granted, she doesn't need the show. And I get that. Right? I understand. Yeah. But I need her. So she was the only reason why I was still hanging on to New York. Let's be real. Honestly. She, in my opinion, held it together, but... Oh, wait, hold on one second. You are kind of going in and out. I'm, I'm going to flag oh. this so that I know. Um, I, okay. If, I don't know. Maybe... Did you, like, move or anything? No. Okay, so it's... Like, sometimes it'll just, like, go out. But I'm, I'm flagging it, so I'll be able to edit okay, around it. No, it's totally fine. Because what I can do is, like, if it does go out, I'll just like tell you you just repeat what you said or any or something like that okay perfect yeah it's the beauty of editing <laughs> but it, Thank i know because it can like let me do things like take breaks and stuff i took the other day i did a bachelor in paradise um recap and i kid you not it literally took like six different calls to get like an hour out like it took Two hours worth of trying, but it came out great. So thank God for editing. Perfect. Yeah, no, it's it's That's totally fine. So if at any point I can't hear you, I'll probably just like ask you to repeat what you said or the last thing that I heard. So that way um, it doesn't go out yeah. for the people. So yes. All right. We should be good to go now. Perfect. So yeah, I just, I feel like I get that. Bethany doesn't need the show, but I need her. I, you're right. I was literally holding on to New York for Bethany. Mm-hmm. I love all the women, but like as a unit, like I don't really have a favorite or a least favorite individually, like minus Luann, who just has really like just irritated me this year. But 
yeah. as a collective unit, I just think they work so well together. Like, I love Bethany there. I think that she's such a good fit in the group. They're all such large personalities. Like, together, right. I love the way they act, and especially Bethany, like, with her one-liners. Her snappy one-liners are amazing. Oh. Last year, Ramona telling her, you don't support other women, and Bethany goes, noted. I have been saying noted now for, like, a year straight because of right? Bethany. I love when she goes no that was <laughs> the, the best, best. she's amazing <laughs> I just she is the best she can give a read like none other that I've ever seen she is so good at a reunion gives her all and I'm just like what else do you have to do Bethany yeah <laughs> I love her heart she just puts her whole heart in it I just think maybe it's her time where she just needs to go she's probably going to go buy an island and go stay there for a the skinny year, girl island probably why she can't she can't record so that's that's where I'm hoping I'm hoping she goes on like a year vacation and she just finds herself I do too I mean she'll probably go by like a skinny girl island which I hope I can like go fly to one day yeah. but at <laughs> oh the my same gosh. time Bethany if you are listening to this start a skinny girl yeah island we'll go and we everyone will go we will promote it <laughs> like oh Bethany oh my gosh that's our million dollar idea yeah right there. honestly like uh Mm-hmm. All the best to you, Bethany. We'll, we will miss yes. you. I just find it Hugs, girl. I find it so wild. I just saw this as a meme, like, and this is a really great transition to OC. We've lost potentially like three OGs in one year. Lisa Vanderpump, Bethany Frankel, it. and Vicky Gumbelson. Oh, what is geez. going on? It's like a whole new world for Bravo. No OG is safe. Someone like Someone go check on like Nene and make sure she's okay. <laughs> and oh, Teresa, I'm anywhere. sure they are like, uh, what's going on on the West Coast? Right? Oh my God. Someone just make sure Teresa's I okay. Know. Cause I know she's like panicking. Oh my goodness. About, about Lisa? I think she, I honestly like Bravo is obviously having no problem handing out pink slips these days. And then Bethany is leaving, but the shows aren't getting canceled just because they leave. So I think that it lets a lot of these OGs know that everyone's replaceable. The show will go on. Exactly. will survive without you, even though Mm -hmm. notoriously, especially Teresa, they love to like yell at the new girls that this is their show. And I'm like, I don't know if it is, yes. girl, because now we've seen three you, different franchises without their OGs. Do you think maybe Shannon is realizing that her time could be up, so that's why she's becoming besties with, is it, how do you pronounce her name? Is it Brad? Bronwyn. Oh, I love her. I love Bronwyn. Oh, Bronwyn. I, she's a breath of fresh She's hair. what we needed. Absolutely. I just can't. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah, she's the cutest. I want her mom to be more involved on the I show. I love her mom. <laughs> what I mean, a woman. She's like Betsy Johnson's spirit animal. Yeah, she's what? literally like her doppelganger. Like she could, they could be oh bad, their best friends. I really would love that. I think that's a great combination. Bronwyn, if you are listening, which is actually a really nice lady. Like she is responded to me a few times. So she might hear this. Tell your mom to go find she, Betsy Johnson and be best friends. Yes. Go do a photo shoot together, promote the fall 2020 line. Like, let's do it. I think that'd be fantastic. <laughs> Take her to Burning Man. Like, what a woman. Like, I think Bronwyn's oh. whole family is a breath of fresh air. It's what we needed. And her husband is not bad to look at. Absolutely show. not. He is giving all the other house husbands a run for their money. And he loves his wife. And I right? think that is the most attractive thing 
about a person. <laughs> yes. And her body for seven kids. Can we talk about that for a second? Uh, yes. Oh my gosh. Like a moment of silence for that hot body. The, amazing. <laughs> After seven kids and breastfeeding for 18 years, she said, like, oh what a woman. That means she was pregnant for literally seven years and like probably didn't drink for 14 years. Yeah. I wonder what her tolerance is like. <laughs> like it's got it it can't be that especially since she's gotten older since she started having kids and it's like the more you get away from you know the younger years of like college and like binge drinking and not eating the harder it gets Mm -hmm. every single year and then having babies and everything like i'm sure like she loves to have fun now and i'm hoping she's having the time of her life All right, so I did a little editing just because we had so much fun ranting about everything Housewives, but, you know, we switched gears a little bit to talk about Emily and her husband and all the things that they're going through and Gina and her husband and all the things they're going through, the dynamic between them and the other women and why, you know, Emily's always asking for fun Shannon, but maybe, and Shannon's always asking, where's fun Emily? But now we kind of see why there's no fun Emily laugh when they go back about if Emily says where's fun Shannon one more time where's fun Emily and I'm like you know why there isn't fun Emily now we see husband is now we get it and I kind of get it because like when we first met Shannon she wasn't that happy that's why it was hard for people to like her and now I love her it's been three episodes she's I'm having a good doesn't Shannon look the best she's ever freaking looks amazing I'm so happy for her she looks I'm amazing. So happy for her family. Her daughters are amazing. I think she's such a cute mom. Oh my gosh! Yes, so funny when she said it's <laughs> one milliliter away from your ass. I was no. Dying. What about when she was like, um, when she was trying to deter her daughter from like, <laughs> what was it like having like getting pregnant or like doing drugs? She was like, "You'll die." <laughs> and then her daughter's face—you could tell. Okay, I mean, okay. she lives in the OC. She, she knows yeah. better. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me of like that Mean Girls like scene where it's like the coach goes, um, "He's like, don't <laughs> yes. have sex, you will die. <laughs> yeah, you'll get pregnant and, then you'll and you die. will die." <laughs> and I was like, "Do you really think any high schooler like believes you?" But okay, I just think it's really cute. as like one of their friends is sixteen and pregnant, right? I mean, like I just think that that's just—it was such a cute scene. I love her daughters being in the professionals. Oh my gosh. Yes. I love, I love that. I love that her daughter, they're totally becoming their own. And like, maybe they're the next generation of Bravo housewives. I would love a spinoff. I just got into like this hypothetical conversation on a few Instagram pages today of like all the Bravo kids, like small sidebar, but like, look at who we have. And I'm kind of interested in them. We have, I mean, 90% of them probably wouldn't be able to do it because of custody agreements and trust funds and stuff. But Mm -hmm. in a perfect world, we have Shannon's kids. We have Bronwyn's like, she has like three teenagers. Kelly Dodds, Jolie, I love. And then those are still like high school age, but if you want to get like a little messy and fun with it, you have Gia Judice, who just went to, she's going to Rutgers. So she's in Oh my gosh, I would love that. Yes. Yes. And then you have uh sonia morgan's daughter just got into college quincy she's a gorgeous girl and then gorgeous Della daughter is out of college victoria i'd watch her and then like half of new york all their kids avery graduated she's fun it would be like a gossip girl of oh like, my gosh 
Yes, Andy, you can thank us later and you can give us Bravo yes. Pun tickets for that. I wonder if even Andy gets a couple because I oh my have goodness. these scalpers, man. They in these little bots oh. and everything, like just so rude. How dare they? Don't they know I love Bravo? Like I don't have nine thousand mm-hmm. dollars. And even if I did, it's rude to upcharge. It, it is so rude. But you know, they know somebody's gonna pay yeah. it. And I'm I'm pretty sure that they'll do a third round. I'm like ninety-one percent sure they'll do another round. And they just haven't told oh. anyone. So I'm hoping so. Because I right. need to go. I'm hoping I want to breathe the same oh. air as Sonia Morgan more than I want to breathe my own air. Oh. Like she's what a just woman. so fabulous. The fact can we go back to her like towel curtain? What situation a woman for, like when she <laughs> she is a icon. Like I love when she went to oh. I love, New York can bring a tangent out of anybody. But when she went oh to um, AA with Luann and she was like, I feel so bad for these people. I can't help them. I can't take them to the townhouse. I was like, <laughs> I can't go to the, the comic, The comedic timing of this woman is oh. bar none. She's, in, she's amazing. I just want to be in the same place. She is amazing. Again. Oh my goodness. Seriously. I feel like we would just be besties she's, with I want to be her when I grow up. Like when I'm in my fifties, I hope I am someone like Sonia. She is so carefree. She is so she like is. loose. She's unapologetic. She's so comfortable in her sexuality. Who she is, or she does not care, and I love that. She rocks. She's amazing. It. I think Sonia is She's fantastic, amazing. and I know watching her daughter, they have a really close relationship. So if her daughter could be on TV, I would love to see like all the young kids of all the different Housewives franchises, like, meeting up with each other and, like, going home oh. to their mom. I love the, like, like gossip girl. Yes. Done. And, like, so, like, asking their mom, like, for money, like, still having, like, that young edge of, like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> mom, I can't, like, figure out how to get to this place. I need you to help me look at apartments. Like, can you pay for it? Like, that kind of fun. Exactly. Spoiled children, but, like, adult enough, but not too adult to where, like, their their ego gets in the way. Yes. Because I'm in that stage now. I have no ego. I'm everything is whatever my parents, you know, can muster. Thanks so much. Every little dollar I save, but like still like can go out and have fun and I'm interesting, but then like humbled yes. at the end of the night. Oh my when the goodness. Pumpkin goes I back. love this idea so much. Yes. When the pumpkin goes back. You're welcome, Andy. Oh my gosh. There you All go. Right. Just OC can kind of like you know frustrate me. I do appreciate them being so bringing us everything. Like they're literally yes. putting it all out. And Gina almost broke the fourth wall a little bit because her conversation with Emily this past episode was like she got up and she goes, "I can't talk about this. I can't do this." Which kind of let us know that it was uh-huh. like kind of producer led. Like you're going to talk about this. And she was like, "I can't talk about yep. this right now." She goes, "You know what? Screw it. Okay, let's do it." And she like brought herself back into the moment yep. which I appreciate but then she was like short of taking off her mic she was like I don't want to do this but then she tells us what's really going on and I really appreciated that yeah. and I think they had Emily tell her what's going on with her just so that like she can have like a little yep. something but she literally was like girl your problems are so small right now my husband is cheating on me and has been right. and I want his attention and I can't get it and I'm like Oh, mm-hmm. this poor woman. She was so young when she got married and has young kids. So and was her, it was like her high school sweetheart, I think. Right. So do you think maybe the reason why last season when she was telling Emily 
now it makes sense. It just hit me when Gina was telling her last season, oh my gosh. And he called me and he wanted to have sex with me. And I'm like, no. And her face was like, now I get it. Her face was like, why would you do that when he's having an affair or he's like sleeping with somebody else? Yes. Emily was like totally thinking that, but never said it. But then maybe even Gina put that out on national television to be like, hey, look at you. Maybe the affair. I mean, who knows? Who right. knows why? But I mean, she let it be known. That's why I think everybody was so confused. Like, if you guys are still having sex and you still love him, why are you getting divorced? Maybe that is why those older women were trying to pressure it to get it out yeah. of her. But I mean, they were just doing it in the but wrong way. But I also way. understood her reasoning when she was at the reunion, like, because my husband doesn't tell me he loves me or that I'm beautiful. And I, you kind of want that. Yes. Like, he lives in a whole separate yep. area. And a long-distance relationship is hard enough. A long-distance marriage sounds like hell. And she's like, and when we're together, yes. yes, we still have sex or whatever. But, like, I want him to sometimes just, like, say, like, he sees me. Like, I want the romance. I want love. And I'm like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? More power to her. She's young enough that she can go get it. Like, she can find another exactly. man. Exactly. Like, that's one thing I love yes. about, like, you know, because when you see the contrast of, like, New York women all of them they can kind of cultivate whatever relationship they want specifically because their Mm -hmm. kids are grown they've done the marriage thing and but now they make no apologies for wanting exactly what they want and i find no problem with gina being like i want a man that literally tells me i'm beautiful is that so much to ask before i even knew that her Mm -hmm. husband was having an affair i was like that's a decent point like She's like, right, exactly. Then that that makes sense. Beautiful woman is like, I just want to find a man that likes me, like, likes me exactly. Oh my goodness, because it's been 10 years, right? So, did they move to the OC and then did he move there for a job and then he got a different job in LA? Yeah, I think like they they stationed him like somewhere else instead. But now I'm like, he probably took the job in LA, like, he probably took it exactly like, and yeah. that's why he doesn't want to be filmed because he's an asshole and he doesn't want us to see it exactly yeah and I'm just so because I'm also shocked that like Shane Emily's husband is still an asshole <laughs> you got all this heat from the last season so you're you're and she stood up for him she was like he is has five kids he's a great husband so your strategy is like, to no, be worse this year exactly and he is not no. cute. Like, girl, you can find Kelly called him a little twerp, and she was on to something. <laughs> she was. She's like, oh, my God. I love Kelly so much. She just says it how it is. And I was really hoping that this new boyfriend was it for her. Like, she totally seemed so in love. I mean, he's a plastic surgeon. I tell my five-year-old all the time he needs to become a plastic surgeon. Oh, my God. To, you know, yes. You I think know, she got her, her hook right, I up. think Kelly just got her procedures and then, like, left. I think he broke up with her and she was like devastated and she was so sad and she feels used. Huh, I think that also could work. That's hmm. a, well, she's Kelly. I mean, it she will, will come out. It's another. Oh yeah. She will like find today. it. She did say she was leaving a millionaire for a billionaire. So maybe he just didn't have enough money in the bank. She's that's on also to the next. Possible. That's very Kelly Dodd. That yes. also tracks. Yes. Like <laughs> she'll be sad. I mean, she's what in Greece right oh, now. Yeah, like living up life. That's another reason why I want, that hot body, she has revenge bod oh, yes. right and there. That's another I mean, reason. That doctor is never going to find somebody like No, Kelly and that's Dodd. another reason I want her and Emily and Gina to be like the new Trace of yes. out on the town, being fun and having a good time. I think that'd be <sighs> actually so much fun. But let's yes. go back into the actual 
episode and just like kind of go through some things because this one was like a game changer yes. for me albeit good mm-hmm. and I was like okay so now we're going somewhere we see you know shitty husbands that's great we have that reference yeah. but then what about this whole Vicky still doubling down on this coke allegation and then trying to oh. up it and then Tamara just outing it like I think that with Vicky gone I'm now seeing Tamara as someone who is not nearly as likable as I thought she was because Vicky took so much of the energy in the show being like the unlikable one. But now Tamara, right. like, let's just little recap for the folks who are listening who may not have seen. First episode, she throws Vicky under the bus. She's the most insecure person mm-hmm. I've ever met. And she's like, she sold this the same way she did Shannon last year. She's talking about one of her friends, even though she makes a pack. And she's yes. on social media like, oh, we're best friends. But it's the very first scene out the gate with Tamara. She's talking to her husband mm-hmm. about Vicky. And then second episode, she's trying to, she's playing both sides with Kelly and Vicky. She's telling Shannon, like, look at this pig video. It was so horrible. Then she's telling Kelly, oh, what she did to you was so horrible. And then third episode, she's telling Bronwyn as soon as Vicky leaves, oh, you're the new Trace Amigas. And playing up with her right after Vicky left. And then she's like involved in this like Kelly rumor. Shannon said nothing. Vicky didn't even say it yet. And Tamara like, well, let's bring it out. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, Tamara, what are you doing, Tammy Sue? What's happening? Right. Gosh. Well, she's, I mean, I'll say it. She's never been my fave. And she, <laughs> Everyone I feel I've had like she's, she's not that. a leader. <laughs> <laughs> she's not a leader. Like she kind of like follows things and invis- like whoever she's talking to, she's going to please that person and it's not going to get her anywhere. And that's why she's not that likable. She is pretty and she is interesting and she's got a hot body, but that's basically it. It's just, God. that's, that's literally I mean, she it. She doesn't bring anything to the table except for she stirs the pot. Yeah, but see, being and... hot in OC is not real. We could, we could throw a rock and get that. You know, right. like we can get a hot housewife <laughs> anywhere. I know. I hope, I hope for the next season, it's just the new girls and Kelly Dodd and they're all single besides Bron- Bronwyn. What Bronwyn. Is it? I can't say Bronwyn. I love just her. her, and her I husband. want her. She's a better woman oh. than me. When she apologized oh, to gosh. Vicky, I was like, she doesn't deserve your apology. But okay. Exactly. But she is just, she's a real honest it, woman. It's, it's so not great. just me, right? Vicky was rude. She literally bypassed her and like overlooked her. Like physically. It was very overlooked rude. her. And I was like, wow. And Bronwyn handled it so well. And all she said was, my gut says I don't like you. And I'm like, girl, follow your gut. Exactly. And that, I mean, the fact that Shannon really likes her. Vicky is not loving that. Yeah, and wait until she sees that Tamara called her the Trace Amigas because Vicky's got to be the most insecure person I have ever seen. Oh my! I mean, her response every time she did she defends her comment about Kelly. Her response is, "Well, she called me fat, so you say she does cocaine." That is a a reasonable argument. But the fact that somebody could say that she looks like a pig, I think it was a comedian, right? Said that she looks like mm-hmm. a pig where she went so far to get a nose job. And it was slave. But it's but then it's no, it's not okay for that to happen. But like, girl, you've got a whole you redid your whole face because of that. Like what kind of insecure if you are this insecure, you should not be on TV. Exactly. In my opinion. No. Because they're going to come exactly. after each other. But that's your looks. You got to fight fair. Like, she literally brought a gun, like a cannonball to, a like, a knife fight. Kelly calls you fat, <sighs> and you 
try to destroy her her reputation and her life. You could exactly. get on a treadmill if you don't like the way you look. You could fix how you look. You can go to a plastic surgeon or you could just own up mm-hmm. to it. People call it Emily Fat and Emily was like, girl, please. And I love that. Like, mm-hmm. Emily was like American regular women to me. Like a mom of exactly. two kids. So, I yes. think none of these ladies are fat. I don't think there's a single thing of fat on the housewives. So, this whole out is ridiculous no. anyway. But, Vicky, you're talking yes. about something that's vain. You go after something that's like literally slander like that's like actual bad right <laughs> and then threw in michael's name and then when kelly called michael she he was like i have no idea what you're talking about and then she apologized for it but the thing is nobody remembers that everybody just remembers the scene yeah. and it, she knew what she was she's doing just, uh, she gets so intense and literally well she called me fat and she shouldn't say that and tamra being like yeah well you know that's a really low blow i'm like that's a low blow saying you do cocaine to the point where her daughter is going to hear this. Now that's a low blow. And then it's what's so, so worse sad. is like people even forget like I did not forget it was even worse that Vicky alleged that she's never with her daughter and is always traveling in a way. Like oh, you do not yes. say these things to a mom. Like I'm not a mom but my god no. I have a single mother so I can't even imagine what would like that's just so unfair to me and I'm at an age now right. where I appreciate my mom so much more because I'm older and I'm an adult and I understand all the sacrifices that she made so to mm-hmm. if I ever heard anyone coming after her or saying like oh well you weren't even with your daughter or you it, questioning her decisions defaming her it's a fight like what are you talking about oh you can't gosh. go after someone's motherhood no it's just sickening and here's the thing Obviously, when they're filming, like for those certain days, she's not with her daughter. When I'm working and I'm going out to town, I don't have my kids it's, with you're me. You're working. So it's like, you're working. She's, <laughs> she's working. A working That's Kelly's job. And her daughter is with you know, her on set more than most, most women can bring their daughter to exactly. work. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Yeah. She just needs to think before she talks. Like, honestly, just, just so below the belt. Like, you were lucky mm-hmm. that someone was, like, you had a job before. But what did you think your kids felt when you were building a business and then going on a show? Like, I know how Brianna mm-hmm. felt. She up and moved. Exactly. And it's still in connection with your previous husband. So. Exactly. Like, that's so weird. I just can't imagine, like, as a mother going after someone else's motherhood and saying you're never with your daughter. Like, her and Tamara, they're lucky that their kids are old enough to make their own decisions. But when you have kids that are still, like, young, that's not, especially at Jolie's age, because she's, like, in middle school, I believe. So, that's yeah. such a tough And they're age. just so hurtful oh, there. Yeah, it's awful. Oh, my goodness. And, then, like, and teachers, I don't know what it's like in California. Just, the oh, teachers definitely yes. probably watch and say things, you know, oh, talking about. I'm sure. Oh, no, I could never. I have to ask, because you are a mother, if this, if you were on, like, a Housewives of the Midwest, and say your kids were old enough, or someone, like, said anything to pay me about your character, would you leave the show? Because I've seen people, some people say, like, Kelly should have left. Granted, this is her, like, livelihood. But um, a lot of moms are split. Like, what would you do? Like, leave it to spare your family? Like, I think MKE did, Megan King Edmonds. I think she Mm -hmm. did, because... She wanted to protect her family and keep everything close, which I totally respect. Or would you like to stick it out because you want to make sure, like, you know, that you can provide a good life and stuff for your kids? You know, I honestly would just stick it out because I put my whole life out there anyways. Uh-huh. And I just think 
I would never want somebody to think, oh, I won. She's no longer doing that. Oh, I point. want them to see, no, look at my kids. They're still great. They're not going to let your one little comment go ahead and hurt them or all these attacks. Like, now, would I t- take them off social media? Absolutely. Yes. I think that the way that Sam, um, Simon and Tamara's divorce went is probably reminiscent of what I think that would be like a good compromise of that. Like the kids mm-hmm. weren't allowed to watch anything Bravo. They don't really have exactly. like, access to social media. Like they're not on the show or mentioned or talked about, um, except for Tamara consistently bringing up her daughter, which actually really irritates me. Like it yes. irritates me to no end. And I get, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not a mom, I'm not a, a parent, but I was, I am a child of divorce and my parents that have a really, really messy one. And I went a very mm-hmm. long time without talking to my father. So I kind of am closer to Tamara's daughter's age. So from that perspective, mm-hmm. I have to say that in all my father did was like tell his family that I wouldn't talk to him. All that did was piss me off more. So I can't even right. imagine how this her daughter in the world about her mom, like going to like meetings of like abandoned parents. I'm like, no, no, because the kids yeah, no, like- are the hurt ones here because they didn't make this decision. A, they didn't ask to be yes. born. And B, they didn't ask for you to get a divorce. So you can't exactly. fault them for taking it how they take it. And then you can't then tell the yep. whole world, look at me. My daughter won't talk to me. And then like, oh, there's progress. But then every time she brings it up, it's like, no, she won't talk to me. Nope. It's, I think it's her dad. I'm like, girl, you can't do that. Like, you can't make your drama your daughter processing her feelings. Because these are her real feelings and her real emotions. A thousand percent. And I'm just like, oh another reason why Tamara is just like such, she's so hard for me to watch. Oh. I had someone tell me like, oh, when Tamara's on, I just do the dishes. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what I do. I'm kind of on my phone. And I'm like, the only, like, what was it? Two, two episodes ago, I was kind of like, oh, which Valentino's did she get? That was the only thing I really cared about. Like, what shoes did she get? Otherwise, I'm just over it. I didn't even like the shoes. I'm, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like what is this a sandaled way like, what is happening right now <laughs> oh I know it's kind of like it was almost as bad as like a Louboutin flat like what's yeah, the like, point what are you doing that's not what, what you are you doing shoes for so no exactly what was the point of that I mean granted you know but also her response to that was like Eddie has a shoe fetish I'm like can you just not complain your man has got you expensive shoes <gasps> Can we talk about that? He didn't even want her anal. I know. I literally just said that. I was like, are we going to skip over the fact that he just said, I don't want it. It's like, oh boy. He's like, I don't want your anal. Oh, oh my God. My That's goodness. Hilarious. Like, <laughs> oh yes. Let's, and I want production to play that over and over again at the reunion. Like I want someone to ask a question. I hope so. When Andy tweets out, I'm preparing for the OC reunion. <laughs> Send me your questions. I'm sending it. I'm yes, sending, you ha- I, let's both do it. Can we ask Tamara, oh has Eddie changed his mind? Does he want her anal now? Exactly. Like, is he interested? Since then, has he yeah, wanted like, the anal? Yeah, like, has it happened? But do you think he just said that because he knew that the production was filming because of the rumors that Vicky started a few years ago? Maybe he was like, why are you bringing this up right now? I don't even want anything to come from I this. I think he honestly probably forgot. I actually think he forgot the cameras and stuff were there. I think okay. he honestly was just like, no, I'm good. I don't want that. Like, <laughs> Don't offer I'm me good. that I over want this. Tacos like, instead. That's, exactly. not, that's not a fair thing. Like, no. 
All right, so switching gears into some hypotheticals that I love to get into with my guests. Katie is what you would consider a real housewife anyway, known as that glam mom on Instagram. I'll put the tag in the description. She's a brand stylist, an influencer, and the wife to a UFC superstar, and a mom to to, you know, tiny kids. She's kind of what you would consider a real housewife. So we get into the discussion of what it would look like to have a real housewives franchise in the Midwest. Take a listen. I constantly will like tag and message Andy about bringing a real housewives of Midwest. And I just don't know. I mean, I wonder when it's going to happen. It's going to have to happen sooner I feel or later. like it so should be available. Is... And I have the cast. Because <laughs> he's, I mean, he's a Midwesterner. He has to do it. Like he has to. That's his mm-hmm. livelihood. I mean, that's his upbringing. And I'm interested. Like, um, one of, um, like, Megan King Edmonds just did a tour of her new home that she's building in St. Louis for um, the yes. Real Moms of Bravo podcast and account. And, like, sent it to them so, like, they wouldn't, like, drive by her house. Because they apparently don't. One of them doesn't live far. So she, like, did a tour. And I was like, this is what I want to see. Like, are you right? kidding me? I want to see that. Like, I want to see money going long because <laughs> in the Midwest yes. you can like one of the things that like I when um Potomac first started so many people would be like in the comments and stuff I'm like wow their houses aren't that big like why did they get a city and I was like oh no wait it's because I live here and you can't get anything like there's nothing the amount of money it, it might as well be San Francisco like DC the DC right. area has just like <laughs> overwhelmingly like I can't even live here anymore if I don't live with my own mom oh. like I can't right I I've heard it's back. just so expensive it's exactly like I was just telling someone like on the show right she one of the ladies is getting a fixer-upper it is a legit like gut job like you have to completely gut it it's one level she wants to gut it and flip it and be a forever home for her and her kids and she purchased it for 997 the asking was 1.7 that's so crazy just because of the zip code like i know where it is and it is definitely like worst house best neighborhood but in the dmv like where i live i mean there's a lot of those it's just like oh my goodness it's super overpopulated just because there's a whole bunch of jobs here and the government right like that's all exactly I, I mean, want to see some big, beautiful homes again, like old school Beverly Hills. And you're not going right? to get that over here. You can't. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. People ask me. I mean, I have a lot of friends that do live in California. And I'm like, God, I could not live here. I mean, I would have to work really, like, a lot harder. I mean, it just I mean, isn't going to happen. We saw Dorit's new house. And it was like, everyone I had everyone DM me. I was like, who is in California that can tell me if this is a good thing or a bad thing? Because they're saying $7 million. And I'm saying huh like that's not a downsize and you're like no that's a downsize she's basically like in a barely an upper middle class neighborhood and i'm like you're kidding and they're like yep my grandmother lives right over there i was like oh, oh my, my goodness God. i didn't even know she got a yeah, new house she, she got a new house it's in my highlights for anyone else who missed it um it's oh my gosh she yes, got a new too. house and it is cute it is it to me it's more than cute it's nice but it's nothing like her old house, defin- definitively. Do you think she had to sell that house because she was going through all those I problems? I definitely think that uh, it was... Um, some people are saying the story might be planted and she may not have bought a house yet, but I think that she probably did have to downsize. Oh. And it's reminiscent yeah. of, uh, for those listening, if whoever watches um, Vanderpump Rules, it's reminiscent of like pretty much the entire Vanderpump Rules cast recently also just bought um, houses. And it's yes. it looks kind of like this. Like, 
Gotcha. Like they're not super super big. Like they're big for people that we are meant to believe are waitresses and waiters at uh, yes. Lisa Vanderpump's restaurant and what Popwood. <laughs> Definitely. Right. But for Dorit, it looks like a, it does look like a downsize. It looks like young 30 somethings new home anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So it does look like a downsize, um, but it looks a lot like those other folks' houses. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I it's, can't wait to see. I feel for her. I'm well, you know lie. what? At least, she, well, she, you know what? She's got to do what she's got to do and she'll rise up again. I think so. I think she'll take a beat. She'll understand what Mm -hmm. this means. Money comes and go. You have your family. You have your health. And that's all that really matters, girl. And I would be curious, what would it look like to have a Midwest Housewife franchise? Where do you think they would put it? Do you think they'd send it to your neck of the woods? Or is it like they're somewhere else in the Midwest? I hate that we all generalize As much it. as I, right, as much as I would love to have it in like the Rochester, Minnesota area where it's, you know, I mean, the Mayo Clinic is here. There is Dr. Wives. There is all of that stuff. But honestly, they would probably go to Minneapolis because that's the big city. And they have the Viking Wives and they have, all of the professional athlete wives and you know but they do have some beautiful homes up there as well but those women like I don't know if it would really last I mean I don't know personally a lot of them and I don't know I follow quite a few of them on Instagram and they're very like you can't even tell they have money like they're very uh like easygoing and like a little very, different like, than the the you know what I'm saying? But in Rochester, you would get that in Rochester. But who knows? Maybe in Edina, they would maybe have that. I don't know. I mean, I would hope that he would come to, like, Rochester area so I could put the cast together. But I would probably say if they ever come to the Midwest, I don't know. I would hope. I mean, I'm thinking about Minnesota. So maybe it would be, like, in Indiana or maybe even Wisconsin. Who I feel knows? Like, but hopefully they start bringing it up a little he might, bit. I think he'll probably try to test out St. Louis since he's from there. Um, especially there Especially in an effort to, like, because Megan King Edmonds, does, she did move back there. A lot going on with her and her family. So he might be, yes. like, interested in her and her friends. But then at the same time, mm-hmm. like, in Minneapolis – and then moving out to where you guys are, like, that's a thing. Like, there's plenty of housewives that they're not necessarily native to. Like, they don't live in the city that they claim, like, that, that the, is the namesake. Like, right. I mean, for, take, for instance, Potomac. I think only one of them lives in Potomac. Because, but for us, it's a little different because the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area is literally interchangeable. Like, we all live right. and work in all three places at the same time. That's yeah. super, super normal. But, like, even in Atlanta, like, a lot of the women don't live in Atlanta. Atlanta is huge. It encompasses right. like 40 something cities. It's a lot of cities. So maybe right. like and so Mimi lives like an hour away from everybody else and she films. So I think that maybe they could right. do a little commuting to get to where you guys are. I agree. Yeah, there you go. Let's do that. Um, let's, let's put it in Andy. Yes. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Especially like, I don't know, he, he seems to always love going home and stuff. I can't imagine why he wouldn't want to bring uh, housewives of the Midwest, like he knows that people are interested. They'd want to see the middle because I think everyone is. We get the coastal vibes. We know how that works. Yep. We get how they work. We kind of have a little bit of you know this very few different perspectives usually on that on those sides. Mm-hmm. We get that they're very very rich because if you have a house on the coast, you probably yeah. are very very rich. Exactly. <laughs> But, like, you know, I want to see what money looks like in places where, like, it's actually 
like an economically friendly place like where people right. could actually live and like make an honest living and actually live like in certain places like we see it in the south dallas was a good start because dallas is one of those places like you could work and actually like own a home that's not unheard of yeah and i want to see what it looks like when someone where there it is possible for people to live and have a good life even if they aren't like Adrian Maloof or Lisa yes. Vanderpump. I want to see what that looks like when people are Adrian Maloof yes. and Lisa Vanderpump. That would be fun. I'm ready to show it to yes. them. So Andy, we just need to get him on board. And... Yeah, if I, this is why maybe it's a good thing that I couldn't get into BravoCon because I would be at Andy's ear like, hey, got some ideas, pulling out my notepad. Like, So first and foremost, what do you think about midwife, mid um, Western housewives? Yes, no. Not gonna do right. it. Okay. Um, next idea. Um, what do you think about? <laughs> and just like go down the list. The gossip girl of the kids. Okay. Yeah. Here's your How idea. about that one? I'll take my ten percent. Yes. Can I also and I'll call be it a the bar- bartender at Watch What Happens Live tonight? No. All right. So next idea. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, how do I get? Yes. All my you have to be. Oh my gosh, Andy! If you are listening, please make her your bartender. I would love to be Andy's bartender. Like uh, it would be the most oh fun I'd ever have in my life. And I know how to make a mean drink. I'll get all the guests drunk and spilling all the secrets. <laughs> e, I love it when they get drunk and do that. Oh, it's been so much fun. Like I love watching. Oh that. my gosh! I actually did a bonus episode just like the other day, like released it on Monday, um, of um. The rest of Bachelor in Paradise that I did a conversation with um, um, another great podcast, but then also uh, 50 Cent being on with Kate Upton on Watch It Happens Live and um, that whole like fofty gate of like the Vanderpump rules meets 50 Cent <laughs> and the fight that never ever anyone expected to happen. Oh my gosh, Beyonce and 50 <laughs> but I that's one of the things that I love about my podcast I am um, I always say that it's like I give a person of color perspective from a cultural world yes. that people nobody that is in my life here that I'm into but also that some people just don't <laughs> know like when the cultures collide and most people didn't even know like how they knew each other and they're like oh this is like one of his random business partners I was like no most people don't know that he's a producer on probably one of the biggest shows especially in the black community, but power on stars is a major show. And Randall is like the head, like one of the executive producers and 50 is also one of the executive producers, creators, actors. So it was a big deal that they were having a fallout. Like it was a huge deal because Lala had been around and he had no idea who she was. And so he saw her on TV talking about how the first night she sucked Randall's dick, she got a Range Rover. And he was like, wait a minute, what? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then he was like, you're using my money I gave you to buy Range Rovers for random women? <laughs> and it's a I know. question. I felt 50 cents It pain. is. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's so funny. But I think they're good now, Yeah, right? they're, they're, they're good, good, but they no longer are talking. He paid up? Yeah, so Randall okay. paid it all back. But so he's, he's not in the wedding? Yeah, no. And he asked him that. 50 is not yeah, in Randall's uh, wedding? And he was like, are you going? He was like, no. No, no, I'm not going. <laughs> I'm excited for that wedding. You know, I wonder if Randall's going to be more in Vanderpump Rules upcoming season. I believe he will because certain screenshots that I've had on my Pump Rules highlights that I've taken, the camera is Uh directly in this man's face. There's literally no possible way that they can film without him being on there. 
because he's literally in yes. the scene. Like I will literally see like Schwartz's hand and they're like taking like videos and the camera's like at his ear backward. Like, and I'm like, okay, so he's gotta be in it. And I think that was Stassi's point last season at the reunion. Like it's one thing yeah. if he was not around, he's literally around all of us 24 seven. And I got her point. Yeah. Like he should be filming if he's around the cast, he's on the cast. If y'all exactly. are really friends. Exactly. But I also follow him on Instagram and I hate to say it, but I just don't, I think he's going to get very obnoxious and annoying very quickly. Gosh. I do. I do. Have you been following what's going right. on with his ex-wife and Lala? Okay. I just saw something today, but I've been in like work mode. and everything all day. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. So I'm like... Um, so basically is the mom just mad that Lala is posting pictures of her kids so and she doesn't want that? I think what happened, so what happened was, um, Lala's, uh, so Randall's ex-wife posted on her Instagram story, the words, like almost a direct quote, since you won't answer any of my texts, I'm going to bring it here stop posting pictures of my kids until you all are married and you're their actual stepmother. And I thought that was a very reasonable request. I don't know who Mm -hmm. thought thought she was like ignoring these kids, moms, text messages and calls and stuff. And I can't even for the life of me understand Randall not wanting his family to be cohesive, like his ex-wife and his soon to be wife. All she asked was, don't put them on social media until you're officially their stepmother because they've mm-hmm. broken up before, which so they could break yep. up again. Not to mention between Randall and this ex-wife combined, that doesn't even make a tenth of Lala's followers. So exactly. I think Randall has like a few thousand. And then this woman has like maybe a few thousand at most. And then together, Lala has a million followers. And she didn't just post right. these babies. She posted, like, I think the youngest one is, like, four. And she's in, like, a full face of makeup all over her face and, like, in these clothes. And she told us she got to wash it off. But still, that's something that if the mom wants to post it, I mean, it could just be me. But it just yeah. seems like common sense that if she's not cool with it, she's not cool with it. And then the very next day, yeah. Lala posts a video with both of the girls in the video, fully in the video. Like, hey, like, mm-hmm. look, I'm still posting. And we're like... Oh no, girl! You, this is not good. This is mm, not good. And I no. think that she just wanted to avoid it being like captured by big online presences, which it did. It went through the yeah. Bravo account circuits. Unfortunately, I'm one of them. And then it got to E News and people and us. And that's what she didn't want: is her kids being on like the magazines online mm-hmm. for no reason. And we don't even know if y'all gonna make it down the aisle. Yeah. No, I totally agree with that. 1000%. And I mean, it's one thing if like Randall's on his Instagram with his daughters, which is actually adorable when they all go to Disney World and he like he's the cutest dad too on there. And if like Lala's in it, but it's and it's super cute for Lala. Like, you know what? I'm so sorry. I really treat them as my own kids. I totally respect you. But for her the next day, I didn't know that for her to basically be like, look, I'm still posting like using her kids as baits. Like I'm not okay yeah, with that. Yeah, no, I'm not, not someone else's kids. And I think that maybe Lala will really, really get it once she has kids of her own. 
but I just think that it's a respect thing. I would want, if I'm going to be a stepmother to someone, I would want to make sure it is a cohesive family unit of like, I don't want to mm-hmm. disrupt the co-parenting, you know, situation. You definitely don't want to make it worse. Even if it's volatile between Randall and his ex, you don't want to make it worse. You want to make it better because yeah. these kids are at stake. I think the oldest one's like seven. So these are goobers still. Like they're tiny humans and they yeah. still need a full presence of their mom and their dad. If they can have access to both, they need all the love they can get. There's nothing wrong with multiple people loving your kids. There's nothing wrong with other exactly. you know, partners and stuff being invested in the kids' lives. But the people who created the tiny humans should be in control of who gets to see the tiny humans. Exactly. I just can't understand why Randall wouldn't want to promote that kind of a situation between them two. Like, mm-hmm. that just seems really weird to me, really odd. So I just, I hope that they work it out and Lala gets the message and this is exactly what she wanted, but she's just seeming so immature lately. And uh, this season's going to yeah. probably reflect that. I thought she would have learned after the 50 situation. No, but... I, apparently not. Because that, that didn't, that caught her <laughs> smart mouth and her immaturity cost her man like a million dollars. So Exactly. <laughs> Ooh, maybe that's why he's filming. He's got to be Honestly, because the show Power is ending. This is the last season. So uh, uh, this is the last season for, for Power, what? the show that Randall is working on with 50. Oh, So that gotcha. steady check mm-hmm. of, I mean, and it was doing well, very right. well. So he was making good coins off of that. So, but that check's ending and his last movie was a flop. So yep. I hope for the best for them, but I think I I'm too. over the West Coast now, and I'm ready for Dallas to come back. Exactly. Same. I cannot I'm wait. I'm so ready. I have had the most fun ever talking to you tonight, Katie. Oh, Thank my gosh. You so much. The best. You are so welcome. Thank you for having me, and I can't wait to be back once Dallas I comes. I cannot wait. You'll be, like, the first. I mean, <laughs> we got to get you right back on the schedule, because I know the first episode is going to be so much fun. I cannot wait to see what the girls have been oh up to. Oh, my gosh. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of Mixing with Moni. If you'd like to connect with me more, follow me on Instagram at Mixing with Moni, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. That's where you can find a bunch of Bravo and pop culture related content, news, and of course, some shady fun memes. Also, my DMs, feel free to come talk to me about anything you want, TV, Bravo, or even your one-star feelings and opinions about the podcast. Otherwise, definitely rate, review, and subscribe. I can't wait to connect with you guys more, and I'll talk to you next week.